The tiger and the lion may be more powerful, but the wolf does not perform in the circus. Welcome to Security Today, brought to you by Sprinter Business Solutions. Sprinter has a passion for technology, and with the calling card of the cleanest work environments in the low-voltage industry, Sprinter IT is a robust leader in the technology sector. They lead and manage services, data comm, and security, so check them out at SprinterIT.com and at SprinterDatacom on Instagram. I'm your host, the lone wolf uncle in security, Uncle Bear. Yeah, makes sense of that. That's Uncle B-A-E-R underscore on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter and at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. So give me a like, give me a follow, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. I hope you've had time to grab the operational security guide from at black.picket.fence on our new Security Today resource Instagram. It is free and it's out there right now on the Instagram page. So check it out. Go, dude. The le- uh, That leads me to my next bit of information, which is that The first premiere course is going to be dropped by Black Picket Fence and will be titled Professional Access Wiring by Bear. (laughs) And it will be an in-depth and very concise view on the wiring of the access control circuit. Now, the flagship masterclass on access control is in the works, people. But for this course, it will be only centered on the access control circuit wiring. This was one of the harder pieces of access control that I had to learn via the hard knocks life on my own in the field, but I have taken years of learning it and nights and nights of preparation to squeeze it down into a small course that in less than half a day, you can glean what you need to know to wire access control safe and efficiently. So the drop date is looking to be around the end of November to maybe early December, depending on a couple things, but stay tuned for the bear paw. That's P-Rofessional Access W-Wiring. <laughs> Also, give us a like and follow and subscribe to Spotify and YouTube. I'm so glad you're here this week. Don't forget, next week is going to be the new segment to Security Today called The Room Where It Happens, The Room Where It Happens, The Room Where It Happens. Ah, With Lee Odess, that's right, kicking it off in that new segment. It's going to be a banger, so check it out. But first, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Apirio, Apirio, Apirio. Look, we're all lost, boys. I hope you got that reference. And we'll talk about Voldemort is rounding up the Death Eaters, Snatchers, Werewolves, Giants, and Dementors as they ready themselves for the IPO. (laughs) And we'll dabble in how to secure your lone workers. But first, every single week on this podcast, we give a shout out. That's right. A shout out to an Instagram account that is absolutely killing it, that is keeping it to Security Today podcast standards. And this week, it goes to at QuickTechAV. Spelled like that, no spaces. Quick Tech AV, here's a profile that you don't want to miss. Kermit Moore has been running the Instagram game when it comes to AV, and I also appreciate a business owner uh, slash technician in the AV space that do game. Like, if you're an AV tech dropping in 120-inch projector screens and throwing in lights and surround sound, but you haven't played a few rounds of Rocket League, I mean, are you really even an AV guy? 
Like, you might be a Lovo guy who knows how to hang a TV, but truly, an AV guy, you're going to be running shit like my man, Quick Tech AV. You're going to want to catch his lives, gobble up his content and his tool reviews over on the Instagram platform. And don't forget, he's got a boss truck. You might want to check that out, too. So shoot him a speaker emoji so that he knows the unk sent you. And expand your horizons. We don't just talk about security professionals on our shout-out page. No, 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 no. Being the better tech runs through all technology, and that's why we shout out people who are living it and holding it down. Let's get into the chit-chat. Here's a warning. This chit-chat comes a little salted on the rim, but that's because the uncle cares about industry that he's in, all right? So you're going to catch some sass, but I love giving it, and I love giving it to this company. Verkata closes Series D funding round with $305 million in fresh capital. Uh, now, when you're a startup, as Verkata was, in the playboy, money-hungry, whitey-tidy cocaine world of Silicon Valley, well, you need money. So you get money, and then you want to hit new heights. So you raise another round of funding. And finally, to get to your end goal, you go with another round of funding. Before you either go into the IPO, meaning becoming a public company, or you go into one more Series D funding round. Now, this one is tricky, and there's two reasons that you would want to ask for money from investors in what's called the Series D funding. One is that the company hasn't hit expectations laid out after raising its Series C round. This is called the down round, and it's when a company raises money at a lower valuation than they raised in their previous round. <laughs> How I wish this was the case for Voldemort, but it's not. They raised uh, they raised for the other reason, which you go into Series D uh, funding, and that's because they've discovered a new opportunity for expansion before going into an IPO, but just uh, need they need a little bit of a boost to get there. So this round is usually funded by venture capitalists, you know, the people who like totally care about physical security and they want to secure people with their products. <laughs> like uh, Alkion Capital, who led the push with a $100 million con contribution. Now, Alkion, I think you pronounce it, has 20 plus companies therein, uh, and they deal in like SQL databases, online banking, cloud warehouses, and the like. So naturally, Verkata does fit within their portfolio, being that they kind of run more to that side of the security aspect. Now, Cameron, with a K, Rezai, Verkata's CFO that they snagged from BlackRock, said that the fundraising was a fresh infusion of capital, which will further support our ambitious expansion plans as we continue to enhance our current offering and develop new products and features with a growing global team. Being approached by investors like Alkion and Lightspeed to join our Series D is further validation that our now 20,000 customers love what we're building. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be good to you, listeners, and I'm going to avoid the rant, okay? But I do feel it's a bit elitist like an elitist cataract to tie Alkion and Lightspeed's millions of dollars to customers loving what they're getting. And elitism aside, we're a bit early in the contract, aren't we, Cameron? The contract link to determine if they love what you're building when they're forced to come to the conclusion that to keep a churn rate to a minimum, Verkata cared more about their investors than the end user's security because once the contract's canceled, the security device is bricked. Look, with this fundraising round, we're going to see more integrations out of Verkata, probably branching out to security into smart IoT devices and adding them into the Verkata environment. That would be a good guess. 
of maybe where they could go it, or building automation even. Um, it will be convenient for the customer and really easy to sell, uh, especially because it will implement almost seamlessly. That's one thing that Vercada got down early is that their implementation is, well, excellent. And while we are moving into an age of convenience and security, narrowing the gap and almost hand-holding us into the future, when the manufacturer isn't a security company, but a marketing company that sells security, well, they'll sell whatever the fuck makes money, okay? And on the back end, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Now, I'm not out to stab Vercada through the heart like I am PRC genocidal promoting Hike Vision Huawei products, okay? I just want to see the, them integrate a more secure posture when it comes to their products. And that starts with sharing them through the OnViv profile. It says when they would do that, it would say, we're here to be the best, but we want to be the best, not because of the money. We want to be the best because we're securing people's lives. And that's what fucking matters. That's what it would tell uh, the world and the industry, Verkata, if you chose to just, you know, I don't know. Play well, play nice. Jesus. All right, moving on to our product highlight this week. It's Aperio. Now, I'm sure we've all heard of them. And if you haven't, no worries. That's exactly why you're here. And this product is slick. The Aperio product page and uh, or product range includes battery operated cylinders, escutcheons, and complete locks for security doors. The award winning Aperio handle fits powerful access control functionality into a slimline door handle. So from the E100 slimline mortise lock to the H100 lever, lever handle, Aperio is able to cover it all. The Aperio, Aperio KL100 locker cabinet lock recently hit their product lineup, and it allows you to integrate cabinets and lockers wirelessly into your already existing access control system, even if it's not Aperio. That's the thing. They are built with open architecture for integrations. So access control like Brevo, PDK, they seamlessly integrate. The way it works is pretty much uh, the wireless access point model where a communication hub connected by a cat wire wirelessly connects to the battery-driven door locks. Well, this means if they, if your customer wants to add one more door and it's all the way over there and they already bitched about the cost on the initial install, well, you can package them a sweet little Aperio door and everybody's happy. And all you have to do is run one cat and they get seamless integration that doesn't need more power or full mag outfit or any of that stuff. So it's worth the look, especially to get away from a mag. Oh, and you know what? It just dawned on me, but maybe Verkata could take a note from Aperio. All right, moving on to the meat. Let's talk about the lone wolf. Now, most integrators don't even think of this as a thing, but when you work alone for the majority of your job, whether you're servicing or installing and traveling, well, this makes you a lone worker. Now, generally, when there are two or more employees working together, the job becomes a fair bit safer. But we know, especially in this industry, that that isn't always doable, especially when you're working with on-call employees. Now, I have a bit of a heart for this topic because most of my career, I was a lone worker. I started out as a lead locksmith in a small shop where I ran service calls and installs by myself, unless an extra hand to mount a door was needed. I ran my own one-man shop for several years, and when I was a service tech for a national company, I was in a region where I was the only technician in a three-and-a-half-hour radius. The U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, defines a lone worker as an employee working alone such as in a confined space or an isolated location. It sometimes is overlooked, but 
an increasing question for companies with lone workers, whether it's circumstantial, temporary, or a part of the job role, needs to be, how do I improve the safety of my lone workers? Now, lone workers exist in a wide variety of fields outside of technology and security, from retail employees at 24-7 locations or remote locations like gas stations or hotels, to tower climbers, electricians, and low-volt techs, to in-home nurses or therapists or realtors. Even though the client is present, they are working alone. I want to stress something I just brought up there with the nurses and people like delivery drivers, even with gas station employees too. The customer or client may be present, but the lone worker is working alone. They don't have aid. They don't have management present. Uh, yeah, and we need to start thinking about how these lone workers like that and lone workers who are standing at an electrical panel a half hour outside of the city at 8 p.m. on a Saturday dead ass alone can also be protected. And securityinform.com turned to security experts to ask them this question. How can security technologies help to protect lone workers? And I just want to go over a couple of uh, things that they said in that because I think it's important for us as the integrators and the technicians to understand what can we do for the lone worker situation. Now, David Snymph from Bell uh, starts off, maybe that's how you say, off the with the approach of thinking about the dangers that are not only presented to the worker themselves, but to the company when a lone worker is beyond the borders of the company, saying the worker is operating outside of the network perimeter set up by the company. And this increases the potential of that worker to act as a conduit through which attackers can access corporate systems and data. Zero trust network access is one technology that can help reduce the likelihood of this happening. Now, it would be easy for an attacker to manipulate or take advantage of a lone worker, especially because that lone worker is out there to focus on work, not being attacked. So implementing zero trust through MFA or Windows Dynamic Lock so that when the user walks away, the computer goes to sleep. These sort of things, along with others outside of the physical scope, like authentication pr uh, protocols and endpoint hardware security, can greatly protect the company and give peace of mind to the worker that they need not split their focus as much towards the attack vectors that might be around them in their environment. Now, Continuing on, James Stark with Access Communication brings it back to the worker themselves when he states, loan workers are often more at risk of employee theft or injury due to the lack of supervision and assistance as these employees conduct their work independently, isolated from others. So examples in retail would be overnight security personnel, sales floor employees, workers assigned to the stockroom or warehouse workers operating forklifts. Because of this isolation, there is an increased risk of physical harm, theft, or honestly, even worse. Retailers can mitigate these risks by conducting risk assessments and implementing modern surveillance technology. With intelligent surveillance, AI-driven analytics can provide real-time alerts that can alert security or store management if there's an accident like a box falling on a lone worker or if the individual slips and falls. You see, AI and surveillance coupled with notification is really becoming a life-saving device. If authorities, management, and or companies, security teams can be notified if there's an event in real time, then response time dwindles. And listen, that tricky little bitch response time is who we're all fighting here, especially in situations like this, to make sure that we're staying left of bang, if you will. 
Now, Sean Foley with Interface Systems chimes in and says, as businesses attempt to reduce labor costs while keeping pace with customer expectations, many are increasingly relying on loan workers for opening, closing, third shifts, curbside deliveries, and other outside customer interactions. An interactive remote monitoring solution with video and two-way audio capabilities enables trained security staff to see hear and communicate with loan employees to ensure their personal safety and make sure the premises remain secure 24-7. Now, this piggybacks a bit on James Stark's approach with turning towards the virtual guard, whether that's live remote guarding or the ability for an on-site security team to interact. It's twofold because a guard can interact, see, hear, and verify the person giving, uh, giving more trust to your security program and granting access to the right people, right? And it can be a deterrence as they respond to maybe someone loitering as they're building up the courage to crowbar the door or intervening with wayward vagrants on the property, uh, mitigating that risk. Now, one aspect that the security experts didn't address in this article is the ability for a loan worker to report an emergency. While the things mentioned are primarily proactive, companies also need to cover the reactive state of emergency. These emergencies could pertain to falls, like an injury from a lift or a ladder where no one else is around, or an emergency where the lone wolf, uh, the lone wolf, yeah, the lone worker ends, uh, has ended up trapped on the wrong side of a locked door in the middle of nowhere with a phone keys and tools on the other side. I mean, this could also be attacks or volatile situations from either an attacker or a client base, depending. Uh, these sort of situations are best addressed through, well, wearable tech. Whether that is wearable panic buttons or virtual panic buttons on the phone, getting a button in, in, the, in the hands of your loan workers can be critical. Now, you might use companies like uh, Souls, Solus Guard or little green button where from their app, you can set a timer for the amount of time that you'll be working alone. And then if not checked in before that timer expires, your team is notified with GPS locations and a secure chat to reach out and get a status on the situation. You can also use hardware-based systems like Grace Lone Worker devices that feature a self-contained radio transceiver, including uh, models having a very loud audible alarm. And alarms can be activated by motion sensing even at 60, 90, or 120 seconds of no movement and a manual panic button. You see, Grace Lone Worker actually runs off the SCADA system. And these are the types of things that we need to get into the hands of those lone work workers because often they're not just a lone worker on site. They're a lone worker off site. And you might need to know where they are. Now, these are all really good points to how to protect that loan worker and how to protect your company. I would advise you to start pitching these to customers that you see that might have a loan worker or two or maybe a majority of their staff are loan workers. I would also advise you to take some sort of action in this uh, as yourself. If you're running techs as one-man vans, addressing problems for your clients solo, well, then maybe they need a little bit of protection. It would be a nice ease off your mind and a help to liability if you could just, you know, make sure that if they need to report or if they need to say, you know, safety, they can have it. There's a booming market in this area as the role of the job has kind of shifted, you know, in so many industries over the last five years. So it's definitely something to look into maybe getting in your product lineup or um, not wasting the time on the on the front half of it, but, you know, 
addressing your customers and asking just in the access control survey, hey, I just wanted to be, uh, I just wanted to inquire something. Do, do you guys like deal with loan workers? Do you have loan workers on your staff? Because we have an awesome solution that I'd love to to pitch to you to keep you know them safe and and out of harm's way. Um, so just you know, go go with that, right? So get after it, make the money, and as always. You're welcome. That's it for security today. Now, remember, this podcast is brought to you by Sprinter Business Solutions at Sprinter Datacom on Instagram. DM me. I'm at Uncle Bear underscore with your thoughts, your stories, or your resources. If you've tried any of these products mentioned or you have information on them, please let me know. I love to see that shit in the wild. This podcast is driven by interactions with fantastic technicians like yourself and uh, fantastic technicians on Instagram like at Quick Tech AV. So give him a follow, of course, and also follow Tech Knowledge Worldwide as they are a community that is changing the technology sector on the ground level, okay? A whole new genre of philanthropy and your boy sits on the advisory board. So I'll get you a free koozie or something, you know? <laughs> get in now to reap the crown because later, suckers, this thing gonna be big. We'll see you next week on Security Today. Deuces. Deuces.